Welcome to Manic and Medicated, the podcast that's erratic, problematic, and funny as fuck, usually at my own expense. So grab a drink, take a seat, smoke a blend, and enjoy. Disclaimer, this podcast was pre-recorded four months ago and how this podcast was born from sadness, breakups, running away to Maine, making friends with strangers, taking wisdom from old men, and feeling pathetic more than once. So here you go. Not for nothing. I just am not good at relationships. I just am not. I really wish I was, but I'm not. So long story short, my boyfriend, well, my ex now, we can name him. I don't want to use people's names. We'll name him Steve. Well, Steve broke up with me. I'm, you know, woman enough to admit I got broken up with. Okay. It is what it is. I was already kind of spiraling as a person. I was going through a lot of life changes, a lot of growing and growing up, you know, leaving the nest. Um, It's a lot. It was a lot internally. I have things that I need to get through in my life. I need to figure out who I am. And it's weird. Every time I, I think I've figured out who I am, Something tells me, no, you actually don't know who the fuck you are. Nobody does. And I remember when I was 21, I had a very similar experience that I'm having right now. Or maybe I was 22, but I was going through a really dark, twisty, spirally moment in my life. And I kept telling myself, this is temporary. Like, you're not going to feel like this forever. I was sitting next to an older man at a bar. And he had to have been 75 years old. At first, I was like, I really don't want to talk to this fucking old guy. I just want to drink this beer by myself in this bar. I want to be a loser and just not give a fuck. And he told me, why do you look so sad? And I said, I just, day, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm doing. And this 75-year-old man was like, you're 22, why are you doing that to yourself? And I'm like, I feel like I should have something figured out by now. And he said, I'm 75. I don't have anything figured out. Why in the world do you think at 22 you're going to have anything figured out? He's like, we're all fucked up. And I've carried that advice with me, as weird as that is, to this point in my life. And I think that's what's kept me going is this old guy in a TGI Fridays on a Tuesday night telling me that nobody has it figured out. And I don't know if that makes it more depressing or more enlightening that nobody knows what's going on. Like not a single fucking soul. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how successful your job is, how perfect your family is. If you've reached every goal you've ever wanted to reach, there's always going to be a sense of you that doesn't know what the fuck's going on. If we could grow and then look back on these times, we'd be like, wow, why did I waste all that time? But 
we all do it. We just have to just be better about it, I guess. But you know, long story short, I'm going through another one of those times in my life where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And I think it was because all these exciting things happened for me at once. These were all things I wanted. I manifested all of these things. I worked really hard for all these things, but I still wasn't happy. And that's hard to admit. I'm trying not to get emotional, but it's it's really hard to do all these things that you thought were going to be so important for you and then sit back and try to be content with them or proud of yourself and then realize, wow, like I'm still not happy. That means you have to go on the spiritual journey with yourself because there's something wrong. And I refuse to live my life being sad, you know, and right now I'm sad. I'm kind of mourning who I used to be and growing into something else. These are the growing pains of life. So while I'm sad right now, I know that it gets better, you know? So I don't know. That's the very long wooden intro to my podcast, but I don't know if I make any sense. But today's podcast isn't supposed to be sad. It's actually kind of funny. So back when Steve broke up with me, which was, you know, like way back in the day, no, it was like, two weeks ago. I was, oh my God, I was heartbroken. And I don't want anyone to think like, oh my God, he's such an asshole. He broke up with her. Like, it's not like that at all. It was just one of those things where it just didn't work out. You know, we had differences of opinions. Um, things were just not what I thought they were going to be. Things were probably not what he thought it was going to be. And people just realized, okay, maybe this is just not good for us. And maybe he broke up with me in kind of a shitty way, but that's okay. Uh, my friends came over. My sister came over to kind of like check in on me because I was not doing really good. I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. I just the whole pathetic bullshit thing. So I decided I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to keep doing this where I, I go into a spiral and everything just stops in my life. So I continue to go to work. I continue to try to live a normal life, but I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to be around anybody, so I ran away. That weekend, I ran away to Maine. <laughs> I drove to Maine by myself. My friends and my sister, they were like, oh, we'll go with you. And like, I was kind of yesing them to death, but at the same time, I'm sitting there thinking, no, I want to be alone. And that's okay. I just want to be alone. I don't want to talk to anybody. Nobody can give me anything right now. I need to be alone. I need to cry. And I'm just going to go with it. So while going up to Maine, I took a pit stop in New Hampshire. I had made appointments to go to a spa. And I stayed at the spa for over two hours. And I got like a CBD oil massage and a scalp massage. And I just, I cried. I cried the by the time I walked through the door until I left. And before I left, I was like, I'm so sorry. I just, I'm going through a lot right now. And this has just been such a, like a release. Cause like not to get like weird, but it's like no one has touched me in so long and not in like a sexual way. It's more of like, how do I put it? Just, I just wanted someone to touch me. I ha I didn't want to talk to anyone, but I just wanted to feel comfortable 
and I wasn't comfortable with myself. So getting a massage and just really crying, it it was the weirdest, most therapeutic thing in the entire world. But the real fun is when I got to Maine. So I stay at this cute little inn by the water in Kittery. Breathtaking. Absolutely breathtaking. I had like a kitchenette. I spent so much money on this hotel room and it was probably a waste. But looking back, I was, no, like it was not a waste at all. I needed that. It was perfect. I suggest if you get broken up with or you're going through a breakup or anything, it's just like run away somewhere for a little bit. When I ran away, like granted, I wasn't really feeling much of anything. I felt something. I felt I could feel the sadness and I let a lot of it out. And to the point by the time I got back from Maine, I wasn't me yet and I still am not, but I felt like I got a little part of me back. And that is, I mean, that's better than what I was before. So that night in Maine, I made a very fancy dinner reservation and I walked into this restaurant by myself and I felt like a fish out of water at first because I was all dressed up and it's not like I was meeting anyone to go on a date. I was literally on a date by myself. So I go up and I'm like, um, Carissa, party of one. And then the host was like, oh, okay, like, let's just see if where we're going to put you. So I'm like, oh my God, are they going to stick me in the corner like a fucking loser? I already feel like a loser. Can you not stick me in the fucking corner? So then the other host comes out and he was like, oh, you're having dinner by yourself. I can come off work. You're, you're beautiful. Like we can have dinner together if you want. And I started laughing. I was like, oh my God, now I'm getting a pity date. I was like, no, I really just, I, want to have dinner by myself. And he was like, okay, like probably this girl's fucking weird. The host is still trying to figure out where to put me. And I'm like, okay, well, if there's a bar, like I can sit at the bar. Like I just made a reservation so I could at least know that I was going to have somewhere to eat tonight. And she was like, oh yeah, that's totally fine. The bar is beautiful. So I set the bar. I make great conversation with people about three drinks in because not a lot of people were sitting there. The bartender was so deep in the weeds. She was making drinks crazy at a crazy speed. So I was like, okay, well, I can't really talk to her about much. So then this old guy sits next to me. He has a cane and everything. And I'm like, oh, God, great. It's another old guy from when I was 22 telling me about how life's not that bad. Figure it out, Carissa. Okay, well, I don't know. Fucking... It's pathetic, honestly, but it's it's fun. I say if you get broken up with, go out to eat by yourself. It's fucking fun. You're going to meet people you've never met before. So this old guy sits next to me. He's talking to me most of the night. He buys me a drink, tells me how much money he has. And I'm like thinking in my head, like this guy's like 75 plus. Like he's probably hitting 80. He's talking about how much money he has. We're getting along. I gave him my number. He was lonely. I'm never going to see him, but like I just to make him happy, I just gave it to him. And I was just like, you know what, Carissa? Just be ballsy. So I was like, um, I think his name was Mike. I was like, Mike, since you have so much money, why don't you just pay for my tab? 
And then he looks at me and he's like, okay. So he picks up my tab and I was like, oh God, I hope this doesn't mean anything because I'm not doing shit. He called me Kristen the entire night. Let's keep this in mind for later on in the story. (laughs) So he calls me Kristen. I let it go. I'm like, whatever. I'm going to let him call me Kristen. He ends up leaving. And then the bartender starts talking to me and she was, her name was Leah and she gives me her business card because she's a matchmaker and she heard my little sob story I was telling to the old guy, Mike. And she was like, oh my God, like I'm a matchmaker. Like I could totally set you up with somebody. And I was (laughs) was like, oh my God, between the host, the old guy, and now the bartender, not only do I feel like the most pathetic, but thank you. That's, that's nice. Thank you so much. (laughs) That's like how I look at anything in life. I feel like for now on, when I feel pathetic, I'm just going to say, thank you. Thank you so much. I don't really care if this makes me pathetic, but thank you so much. So she ends up telling me where the good bars are to go because I was like, I'm not going to stay here. You guys close at nine o'clock. I'm trying to go out and rage. Before I did that, I was like, I have to Uber. I can't drive to these places because I already knew I was getting fucked up either way. So I drove back to the inn, hopped in an Uber, and then we went about 10 minutes away to the bars. I see a bunch of girls going from bar to bar. They're bar hopping for a bachelorette party. And I was like, that's the move. Like, these are the people I'm probably going to hang out with tonight. Like, I just knew it in my fucking brain. I knew it. So I rolled down my window in the Uber and I'm like, get it, girls. And they're all going wild. Like, you could just tell they've probably been out since like two in the afternoon. They're like wicked fucked up. So I end up at this country bar. I walk in and they're there. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. I go up to the bar. The bartender hands me a drink. I try to give him money. He's like, no, it's okay. Like he can tell him by myself. I'm like, okay, this is the fourth time I've felt pathetic tonight, but also thank you. Thank you so much, Mr. Bartender in the country bar. Uh, so since everybody's was giving me free shit, basically, I decided to pay for a drink for the bride. So I was like, hey, like, can you give that girl a drink on me? And she's like, thank you so much. She's like, do you want to do shots with us? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I ended up doing shots with them. And then in the corner of my eye, I see this guy just like staring at me like the entire night. And I was like, wow, okay, this is weird. Like I haven't flirted with another guy in a really long time. So, you know, he's staring at me, staring at me. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to be ballsy again tonight. So I went up to him and I was like, oh, you keep staring at me. And he's like, well, you keep staring at me. And I was like, okay. And so I go to walk away and he grabs my hand and he was like, that's okay if you want to stare at me. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, do you want to buy me a drink? And he's like, I'd love to. You know what? Be ballsy. I'm in a desperate state anyways. Might as well just fucking go full force. So he buys me a drink and the bachelorette party's like, Carissa, you have to come with us. We're going to the club. I have no idea what the fucking club is called. So I look at the guy and I'm like, okay, what should we name him? I'll name him uh, Jim. Okay, so I look at Jim and I go, okay, Jim, well, I'm going to the club. I don't know what the name of this club is. There could have been 10 clubs in this area. I had no idea. He looks at me. He's like, all right, maybe I'll see you there. And I said, okay. So we walk our stupid asses to the club. We had so much fun. Like I was dancing the whole night, but 
it's like when you get too drunk, you get into a state where you don't like, you know where you are, but you're like, okay, wow. Like you've passed the no zone and now you need to leave. But like I was already there. So I was like, well, might as well get more drunk. So I just got more drunk as the night went on and country boy showed up. Jim was there. And I was like, hey, what's up? He ends up buying me a drink. I get so drunk to the point where I take a vodka soda with three limes in it in a glass. And he ordered it for me and I threw it at the wall. It smashed into a million pieces and I started laughing. And then I said, I have to excuse myself. And he was like, probably. And then I got into an Uber and I went back to my hotel room. And it was about what, 2.30 in the morning at this point, and (laughs) my phone starts ringing, and not only is it a guy, but it is the old man that I saw at the bar earlier in the day, (laughs) and I let it ring. I let it ring, and I still have the the voicemail. It's him, Kristen, Kristen, you have to come over tonight. I have to see you, Kristen, Kristen. I kid you not. That's probably the fifth time I felt pathetic, but I was like, what in the actual fuck is wrong with me? I just laid in bed, stared at the ceiling and was like, how did you go from being mentally stable and in a relationship two months ago to now? not being mentally unstable, no, no, to being mentally unstable, sitting in a hotel room by yourself in Maine. Like, how does that happen? Well, it does. So (laughs) I'm like all over the place, but I just want you guys to know that nobody has it figured out. I still don't have it figured out. And I really hope you stay on this journey with me as I try to figure it out because I want to take you on a journey. Basically, I don't really know what is going to happen to this podcast. Maybe I'll talk about my dating life. Maybe I'll talk about my past dating life. Maybe I'll talk about ex-boyfriends. I don't really know. Maybe I'll talk about career things or creative things or workout things. Uh, my poetry. I have a blog that I love to write things in, but I just, I don't know. Life is really fucking weird. And I don't know if you can hear this in the back. I mean, you've probably heard the entire time it's raining, but life is fucking weird, dude. Like I thought my life was going to be so different and Every day that I'm living right now, since two weeks ago, when I ran away, well, one week ago now, since I ran away to Maine, I felt so much clarity, not in a sense, like I know what I want to do. It was more like, wow, I just, I know that I need to do something. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to figure it out. I just want to talk about things as they come. Maybe one week I'll post twice a week and then the next nothing. I don't really know. Because I know nothing. We are on a floating rock. I got great advice also when I worked at Ulta. Um, I was like a sales associate, Emily. Emily, if you're listening to this, you're pretty fucking cool. Um, I remember being really upset one day. And she, I don't even think she knew I was upset. I was just really upset that day. And I remember her saying, nothing matters. 
not in like a, I'm going to kill myself kind of way. It was more like nothing matters. We're literally on a floating rock. More like put yourself in a perspective where why do you think that all of this matters? Like we're on a legit floating rock in the middle of nowhere, floating in the universe. And I've always kept that in my core along with the old man giving me advice about nobody knows what's going on. But I almost think that that makes life exciting because if none of this really matters and nobody knows what they're doing, then aren't the possibilities endless? Can't you just do whatever the fuck you want? Because at the end of the day, if you fail, it doesn't really matter. You just go do something else. So I almost think that that could be a positive spin in a weird way. I don't even know if I'm ever going to post this, but... I swear my podcasts are not going to be this fucking erratic. They're going to be a little bit more structured, but I don't know. I just hope you guys enjoyed. Um, To the people who love me, I love you so fucking much. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, To the people who don't really like me or being nosy and, and listening to this, honestly, like, welcome. I welcome you with open arms. We can hang out or not. And you can pick my brain because I have a lot of things you could pick on about. Um, I don't know. I just don't really care what people think. And I don't think you should either. All right. Well, I'm out of here. So I have nothing else to say on this subject. But until next time. Bye. Subscribe, rate, review, share, or don't. Honestly, I don't really care. Until next time.